We get it, you're busy. You wanna grow and we wanna help. You're passionate about your craft because it deeply matters to you. Your faith is important, it's your foundation. At Stay Forth, we coach leaders to avoid burnout, live and lead with clarity, purpose, and from a place of health. We want you to experience long-term impact. Welcome to the journey. Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. Today is a good one. Now, it feels like a solo episode today, but I promise you it's not. I've sought advice from some thought leaders that I deeply admire. They come from various fields. And guys, this is gold. Now, every episode we do here is helpful, but I would say this is extremely solid information. It can guide your decisions for next year. In fact, some of the decisions that you're making now for next year, and even just how you approach 2024. This is going to be a unique year. And what we wanted to do was bring you some obstacles and opportunities for next year. That's kind of the grid that I'm always thinking through as a coach. So that's what this episode is for you. So I want to encourage you to do a few things. During this episode, listen slowly. There is no reason to be on 1.5 speed for this one. Secondly, take some notes. I mean, really, there's going to be three or four things, I think, that jump out to you. And as I read through the different obstacles and opportunities that I got from these friends and thought leaders, I thought, man, I really need to sit with these and inform my goals and my decisions for next year personally and for me organizationally. So my aim in this episode is to help you see the obstacles and the opportunities coming your way, to to get some wise clarity about 2024. Now, I just want to remind you that clarity is not the same as certainty. I don't have a crystal ball. I don't know exactly what's going to unfold this year, but I think that there's enough clarity from some leaders in different fields that are kind of poking into different areas that I think it will make you uh, excited and encouraged at some of the opportunities, but also sobered a little bit by what this year could represent for many people Maybe it already represents some bit of struggle for you, for your organization, but really our aim as always here on the podcast is to be helpful. And I think this is incredibly helpful as you prepare for 2024. In the next few weeks, right here on the podcast, I welcome Jonathan, who's our producer, who does everything behind the scenes to be able to get this podcast out to you guys. And we share our favorite sound bites from our favorite podcast guests in this past year. So we had to pick 10. We take the next two episodes to be able to do that. That's how we close out the year. It's a great tradition here on the podcast. So pay attention for that. Now, if you are a hungry leader and you want to grow in 2024, we've got an opportunity for you. Now, we always need to be honing our skills as leaders and not just simply taking in more information. Sure, read some books this next year, take some courses, but really what you need to be doing if you are a hungry and growing leader is to be developing new skills. Now, I love one-on-one coaching, but I realize it's a big investment of time and money and it is not accessible for everybody. Now, we have designed what we call the Effective Leader Cohort as a great alternative to one-on-one coaching. And what's beautiful is it's a community of people. Now, it helps hungry leaders to learn eight core skills of leadership in just eight weeks. So again, it's not just spewing information your way, but saying, here is the skill Here's a tool to be able to to see that and work on that regularly, to be able to do the work between sessions. And in eight weeks, 
you'll find yourself having honed these skills that maybe you've worked on before and maybe you've never even heard of before. Uh, But maybe you've heard the phrase, new levels, new devils. That's so true of leadership, is when you move to a new level of leadership, there are going to be different things that are bullying you, eating your lunch, and maybe energy leaks that you have that you haven't felt before. That's okay. And that's normal, but it's not okay to stay there. We want to help you. So we're getting incredible feedback from those who have gone through this effective leader cohort, and we would love for you to join us. So it's a great way to start your year in January. We have a Tuesday cohort and a Thursday cohort, identical information, but the community, the discussion, of course, takes on a world of its own. So we want you to register at the link below, share this with a friend, come in alone, come in with your team, come in with your spouse. It's in the show notes. You could also head over to stayforth.com backslash coaching to join the Effective Leader Cohort. All right, so I have to tell you this at the start of this episode. At my heart, I am absolutely an optimist. I mean, I see new possibilities, and I view myself as a designer or co-designer with God of my life. That's how I approach coaching. That's how I approach my own life and my own family. And there is such a thing as toxic optimism. So yes, I, at my heart, am an optimist, but I don't want to swing over to this side of toxic optimism. What is that? Well, that's where we actually avoid the realities that are right in front of us. Now, sometimes what we call hope can actually be a way of escaping our lives. I mean, not engaging in the realities, but literally of escaping our lives just to be able to believe that everything's going to be okay and easy. Friends, I want to try to avoid toxic optimism. And so I want to be helpful to you as a thought leader, as somebody who's constantly learning from folks, and as a coach. Now, to get more specific, I'm actually an optimistic realist. So we have to look at true obstacles that are standing in our way this year, especially in 2024, and then we can move and adapt and learn and change the way we lead and our expectations of the year. So as I coach, I see a series of obstacles and opportunities. Friends, many times they are the same thing or they start at the same place. And you'll hear that from the things that I share and some of my predictions for the next year, as well as what other leaders see as the obstacles and opportunities. Again, this stuff is gold and I believe can shape your planning for goals this year and your organization planning for goals. Clarity allows us to look for and name realities that exist in us and in the world, maybe even in your field as well. So I am huge on clarity. If you've done coaching with me for any period of time, you know that is the magic word. We push into clarity, and as clarity goes up, overwhelm goes down. Even if you face some hard things coming up this next year, as long as you know they're coming, you can plan appropriately. And that overwhelm for the year can actually come down and you can get some focus about what you're actually going to do and therefore what you're not going to do this year. Friends, it is possible to find clarity, but it is impossible to find certainty. Again, there's no crystal ball. We can't tell you exactly what's going to unfold this year, but there is some clarity. We've seen certain things before in an election year. Certain things are possible. uh, And unfortunately, certain things are probable as well. And so we want to move away from this idea of obsessive control, which is us trying to find certainty and actually hold this tension right in the middle of not knowing what's going to unfold exactly. And yet having a good idea of some of the opportunities and the obstacles that are going to hit us. Our view of reality 
shapes our view of the future. Think about that. Our view of our current reality, the lenses that we look through shape our view of the future. I would say the media that we are bringing in to our lives, the social media, the news channels and outlets that people we're surrounding ourselves with also shape our view of reality, which shapes our view of the future. Now, this lens we look through impacts our goal setting. If somebody around you says, this is the year to go for it and 10x everything, you're going to have huge goal setting. If somebody around is around you is doom and gloom, then you're probably going to go really small. Maybe you can sort of try to escape what you're doing right now. Again, we want to land right there in the middle. Now, when it comes to goal setting, I see three different postures. The first one is no need to plan. Let's just see what happens. The second is let me try to control every little aspect of what happens so that I can believe that I have this false sense of control, again, certainty for the next year. What I want to propose is I believe the healthiest look at goal setting is this middle path. It allows us to plan wisely based on what we can discern, have actual things we're going to go for this next year that are very specific, yet leaving room for changes. Of course, we're always going to have to adapt. So we want to hold tension right there in the middle with a wise clarity about the future. Again, not obsessive control. We have no crystal ball. Not saying over here we can't plan at all. So let's just put our hands up and see what happens. Holding the tension right there in the middle. I do believe that these obstacles and opportunities will come for many of us, but of course they are different in so many different fields. I would love to hear any feedback you have on my thoughts or other people's thoughts. Just shoot us an email at hello at stayforth.com. That's hello at S-T-A-Y-F-O-R-T-H.com. Here we go, 2024 obstacles and opportunities. So I want to start with this from myself. I believe that the obstacles in 2024 are largely connected to fear and division. So navigating the division in an election year personally and leading others through it, friends, is going to be challenging. We remember what election cycles have been like in the past, the fear and division from this, keeping our teams, our churches unified amidst this divisive year will take serious leadership. Number two, the distractions. Distractions are going to be sky high this year. So fighting through those distractions in all areas of life and technology and politics and economy, all those things are going to be challenging. If you thought you were distracted in the last few years, wait till this upcoming year. And so again, we've been distracted for a while now. This isn't new. On the whole, I believe distraction will spike even more. The next obstacle this year is the economic squeeze. Things are expensive. Budgets are tight. People are financially worn down. Morale is down. Fundraising is incredibly challenging. And people are going to have to continue to trim their personal and their organizational budgets. The next obstacle is disconnection. People continue to be disconnected and lonely. From remote work shifts that have happened over the last three years, they really are catching up with us, to really people who have been insular for a while and realizing, and I really need more than just an echo chamber of people online. We live in an incredibly disconnected culture. So those are the big obstacles I see for 2024. Here are the opportunities that I see. Number one, focusing on living healthy rhythms. If you're a leader, you set the tone in your environment, your family, the ecosystem around you. And so people are going to look to your health relationally, emotionally, and spiritually. 
And instead of just good ideas or inspiration, they're going to watch the way that you live. We need grounded rhythms for the way that we live this year. And this is time to maybe hit play on some new things or to go back to some old things that were working for you in terms of your rhythms for soul care, your rhythms for rest, your rhythms for relationship, your spiritual rhythms, incredibly important for us, again, amidst the distraction, to focus in on healthy rhythms. Huge opportunity for this year. The next opportunity is creating space for conversation. This must be safe space. Let me emphasize that, creating safe space for conversation. So amidst the fear, division, disconnection, loneliness, people need safe spaces for conversation in person. We've been experimenting with this and seeing some incredible things here in our co-working space and hub, creating some guardrails around that. So they may, there may need to be ground rules for these conversations. In fact, there probably will be. But if they're not wisely led, they could be unfruitful. But friends, I believe there's a huge opportunity to create safe spaces for conversation to happen where we're not just talking and yelling at people, but we're getting genuine perspective on how each other is doing, processing the world. And um, I just think it could be a great way to bring teams together and your community together. The next opportunity I see is focusing back on the essentials personally and organizationally. I believe that this would be wise for you to create a year of focus. This is something that we're doing on our Stay Forth team. You'll notice it here on the podcast and in everything that we do is focus, focusing back on the essentials. Go back to what matters to you personally, what matters to those you serve. And amidst a really distracting season, we need to come back to some of the things that served us well in the past. I know there have been a couple of things I've pushed aside that really have served me well in the past, and I'm sort of re-adopting them into my life right now. Maybe things that made you successful or effective or healthy personally or organizationally, it's time to return to those and really focus on those. The next opportunity is doing more with less. I believe the adage, limitation breeds innovation, can be super helpful for you this year. Now, business leaders, they're throwing this phrase around, survive till 25. So there's a general belief that this year is going to be challenging business-wise and economically, but this belief that if we can survive through 2024, there are some beautiful things and some good opportunities on the other side of that. I believe that to be true. So this may not be the year to take big risks, but instead this may be the year to focus on what your organization does well. Again, do more with less, not just economically, but with your team, your focus, and uh, whatever you've done well in the past. The next opportunity in 2024 is creating connection. Maybe it's micro one-on-one connections or macro gatherings. Leaders, you have an opportunity to create spaces for conversation and heart-to-heart connection. Maybe your one-on-ones need to be more focused with that leader to know that you're in touch with them. Maybe if you have a remote team technology option, uh, like a quick Zoom video text, Marco Polo can create a sense of reconnection in a time that's been pretty disconnecting. So whether you lead over distance or whether you're in the same space, I believe creating connection is going to be a huge opportunity with friends, with neighbors, with teams this year. The next opportunity that I see is going on a social media diet or fast. Friends, social media is going to be a dumpster fire this year. I'm just saying. I don't mean to be overly negative, but do you remember past elections? Do you remember the things that people said about each other? Do you remember some of the painful words that people were throwing around? 
And those were not helpful. Those don't convince us of anything. In fact, that was incredibly discouraging, especially to pastors, to watch that kind of behavior online. So while some leaders will create some spaces for connection online, many leaders should consider limiting their social media intake this year. It's just not a good use of our energy. So during the last election, again, we were glued to screens more than ever. It increased the pain and disconnection. And so we could learn from the last election cycle in that. So those are some of my obstacles and opportunities that I see from my vantage. Here's the great news. I reached out to many others, and um, I just want to share kind of the highlights of what I heard from these folks. So know that these folks uh, come from a worldview uh, that sees faith as important, that sees health as important. Uh, these are leaders that are going after it. These are leaders that are shaping other leaders, and they come from a slightly different perspective. So I kind of grabbed what I saw with some of the best stuff that they were sharing. One leader says that volunteer recruiting and leadership development are going to need to be huge focuses this year. So it's been a gap. It's been an obstacle. This year, that could be the opportunity going all the way from developing volunteers in an organization, even in a church, to developing a staff for their next job, doing leadership development along the way. That's going to be a huge opportunity for this next year. Another leader that I highly respect says the opportunity is also the obstacle with AI. And the challenge of that, obviously many leaders are using that, leveraging that in ways, and it becomes a challenge as well. In which ways do we use that? How do we use that ethically? How do we use that properly? They also say there's an obstacle in fighting cynicism in others and in themselves. I absolutely agree with this. In fact, we are gonna highlight this on the podcast here in the next few months. We are actually gonna talk through cynicism. Obstacles from another leader that I highly respect, they say distractions. So COVID resetting of priorities is over. People are back to old habits and old ways and distraction is at an all-time high and will continue with the 24-hour news cycle this next year. Another obstacle is funding. So post-COVID generosity looks different. Many leaders are faced with these changing giving trends, and will need to adapt, or it just may not work for them. That same leader says the opportunities are soul care, number one. I thought this was really interesting, of just leveraging genuine internal soul care. Kind of back to my opportunity of habits being shaped and formed this year. I absolutely agree. This leader says the retreats are simply not enough. The next opportunity from this leader is collaboration. So one answer to what he says the obstacle of these changing financial landscapes will be working together. Genuine collaboration among or other organizations. I love that. If this limitation that breeds innovation, I believe this limitation can also breed collaboration this next year. Another leader who works with many other leaders, especially in the business space, says the obstacle is us, ourselves. We are getting in the way. Pride, selfishness, greed, impatience. So many of the obstacles this year, we could look outwards, but he says we need to look inward first. I love that. Secondly, team member commitment. So trying to get more out of the team that you have, it's easy to just say we need to hire more, we need to expand the team. Many teams will actually shrink this year or stay the same. So raising that level of team member commitment, getting the most out of the current team that we have. He says the opportunities are this, letting go and finding joy. 
I love this. He says, falling back in love with your life and your work is an opportunity this year. That is so good. Instead of looking somewhere out there for fulfillment, what was the reason you got into this? How do you fall back in love with the life that you have, not the life that you want someday, the life that you see on social media? And secondly, leading with faith instead of leaving it in the shadows. He sees this as an opportunity for faith leaders to truly bring their faith to the forefront of what they do. Another leader that I respect says that an obstacle is remote work. It continues to be the challenge of this um, that really started abruptly for many people during COVID continues, and that is a huge challenge for others. He says, vitriolic and divisive election. Um, and specifically, he's speaking to pastors, and he's saying pastors are in a no-win situation with this. So talking about this ahead of time and just being ready for the challenge, it's going to be a serious challenge to guide people through this again. The obstacles from another leader who I highly respect says economic uncertainty. Of course, the fear of this, the squeeze that I talk about. Secondly, polarization. People who are coming from different political perspectives just expect more polarization. He goes on to say the opportunities are significant changes in the economy will provide economic opportunities. And so some folks will simply just need to shrink back this year. Some will have new opportunities. Some teams will actually expand. There will be assets that are on sale this year in many ways, and people will have the ability to push into those. The next one is leaders have an opportunity to serve as peacemakers. Again, the challenge will be real, but the opportunity is also real. So helping people stay connected to others who have different opinions. Friends, if we can, as leaders, figure out ways to convene, create safe dialogue among people, we are going to be pushing against the cultural tide this year. Great opportunity. Another leader I respect, the obstacles. They say, adapting and navigating a rapidly changing world. So this includes technology advances, especially AI, uh, global crises that we see, consumer behavior continues to change. So adapting and navigating, that is challenging. How fast is change coming at us? Next obstacle that they see, navigating division. This political election year, I don't know if anybody would say that that's not going to be a problem. Let's just expect it. We're hearing so many of those themes here. Same leader says the opportunities are prioritizing organizational culture and leader well-being. I could not agree more. So healthy organizations are led by healthy leaders. And so he's saying we actually need to prioritize the well-being of the top leaders in an organization, and that will nourish people throughout an organization. I love this. This is a big reason that I'm a coach, and I want to coach catalytic leaders because they will impact other people around them in some incredible ways. The next opportunity they see is fostering innovation and creativity, encouraging this experimentation culture, inspiring teams to think outside the box. And he adds this phrase that I say a lot, what got us here will not get us there. Friends, I believe this could be a great year to experiment with what we've got. Try some pilots, try some things out, set a low bar for things, and then reevaluate them later. Another leader that I highly respect, they say the obstacles for this year are holding more tightly to the absolute essentials, while at the same time having a growth mindset. I love that. It's both. It's both the obstacle and the opportunity, holding tightly to the absolutes while also having a growth mindset. You hear the tension in that? Living between 
the tension. So we'll need to change some practices and beliefs along the way, and we'll need to have the things that we say, this is here to stay. That's a great tension. The next, op- uh, excuse me, the next obstacle that they see is not knowing the difference between when we need to just hoist our sail and when we need to row. I love that. When is our effort working against us? When is it time to hoist the sail? When is it time to row? That same leader says the opportunities are exploring the gospel afresh in this liminal time, this in-between space, and re-examining what the good, why the good news is good. What, what makes this good news of Jesus Christ good? The next opportunity is working intensively with the generation under you. He's calling us to call folks up to develop, to mentor, to have incredible opportunities uh, to bolster the leadership of the next generation. I love that. Couldn't agree more. This next leader is specifically in the real estate space. And they say the election year um, makes people stop making real estate decisions. And so because of that, there's obstacle in that. Uh, maybe a slow-moving economy in that, and there's opportunity uh, in that. Again, some people will have opportunities to acquire new properties and new assets there. Uh, Stress in the economy, increased costs. Again, everything is expensive right now, but he's saying the opportunities there are actually to purchase assets if you're patient. Again, some things will be on sale this year, and they actually look at adding and growing their team in the midst of this, which is a really interesting perspective. A leader that works uh, among leaders uh, as a coach in various fields says this, continued layoffs and economic turmoil, that is a huge obstacle. So companies, especially large ones, overhired during COVID and now have to continue to get smaller right now. Really interesting, the effects of of that and how we're still facing that. And I would see the the same thing to be true. Next obstacle from this leader, companies switching or moving to hybrid or fully remote work. Again, we've been in this space for three years or so. Companies are deciding, do we go back to what we had before? Is that even possible? Do we have hybrid where we're in person some of the time? Do we have intensives that we go and you know spend three, four, five days every few months together? Companies are going to have to decide on that. And they're going to have to learn how to relead teams. You can't just lead people the same way that you were. And that's going to be an obstacle and an opportunity. This is really interesting. He said that one of the obstacles is workers are having to find spaces for community outside of their organizations. I absolutely agree. And this is the reason that I partnered to start this co-working, this hub and event space this last year, because I see this as a massive issue. I mean, we have people coming into our space here in Colorado Springs saying, I've, I've worked remote and I've worked from my basement for the last three, four or five years. And it's not going great. I'm lonely. And I have concluded that working from home is not actually working overall. It doesn't really work long-term. It's going to be interesting to see what that loneliness does. And he's saying the obstacle is loneliness. The opportunity is get in some of those shared spaces, whether they're hub spaces, co-working spaces, you can work regularly two, three, four days a week with other people. Absolutely agree with that one. The opportunities, this leader says, layoffs are never easy but this could be a great time to reassess your professional life. I absolutely agree. Reassessing that as people did during COVID, people started side hustles. And uh, as long as that is not taking over a majority of of your time and your energy, this can be a really good thing. People discovered new things about themselves. Certainly our Stay Forth team, we grew and expanded and changed 
how we did things. We learned a lot about what to do and what not to do. We made some mistakes in the meantime, uh, and it was a huge chance for that. This is really interesting. This leader says that 2024 will be the year of the entrepreneur. There are great opportunities this year, and it's a year as well to see what's your new idea. Again, do you hear that kind of theme of experimentation and piloting and when uh, maybe we go down and focus on things, we have almost this paradoxical opportunity to try new things and just give it a shot. Last opportunity, this leader says, is remote work shifts. They are tough, but they have great opportunities to build relationships outside of work with your family, your friends, your community, especially if you're avoiding the commute and especially if you have opportunities uh, to maybe be in other spaces, like again, co-working or hub type spaces across industry could be a great opportunity to build relationships. Friends, I know that's like drinking from a fire hose. And that's just a short cross-section of leaders, but those folks are connected in various fields, from business and large organizations to mid-sized, smaller organizations, solopreneurs, nonprofits, church leaders. These folks are really shaping the future in many ways. And so for you who spoke into this episode and had the privilege to learn from your thoughts and share your thoughts, thank you. Thank you for what you do and thank you for sharing those thoughts. Listeners, there's a lot of gold in there. Maybe you need to re-listen to this with your team. Maybe you need to get the notebook open again and say, which of these is the greatest obstacle for me this year? Maybe it connected like Velcro to you and you said, oh yes, I need to see this obstacle as an opportunity. Friends, we need to live in the tension between pessimism and toxic optimism right there in the middle, which I believe we can stay a little bit left to center on optimism, that we could be realistically optimistic for this year. And we could say there are real barriers, there are real challenges, and we're not trying to pretend that they're not there. But to say that this year is fresh and this year is new, and while we faced election years before, we faced economic squeezes before, never a year quite like this. So I believe, friends, that great leadership is always proactive and is not just reacting. You will need to respond to challenges this year. You cannot predict everything this year. Again, there's, there's no crystal ball for me or Stay Forth or here on this podcast or any leader that you know, but we have a good idea of some things that we need to get clarity about. Friend, I encourage you to block off 60 or 90 minutes to look through these shifts and begin to look ahead on your goal planning for this next year, if you haven't already, to be able to proactively think about what's coming, proactively think about your own health, the health of your heart, your mind, your soul, your body, your relationships, your family, and to take an honest look and an honest assessment about the obstacles that you see and the opportunities that you see for this next year. Friend, we want to continue to be valuable for you, your life, and your leadership here on this podcast. It was valuable to you share it with a friend, start a discussion. We don't just want to send content your way. We want you to turn information into formation and even eventually transformation through new action that you take. New awareness is not enough, friends. You have to take action. And I believe that there are three, four, five things that'll stick out from this podcast episode. The next few weeks are going to be fun. We've got 10 highlights over the next two episodes that Jonathan, our podcast producer, who edits every piece of this episode, every piece um, that you hear, any piece of content online, I'm so grateful for him and his partnership over the years. 
we kind of get him in front of the mic and talk through uh, these different ways that we've been impacted by this podcast. So you don't want to miss out on that. Friends, there's a lot to think about here. This is the time for proactive goal planning, goal setting for this next year. We love you guys and we appreciate who you guys are. We appreciate the work that you do to serve, to lead, to influence. And we want to continue reminding you to stay forth, my friends. Work on the things below the surface because the roots eventually turn into the fruits. We'll catch you on the next episode here at Stay Forth Leadership Podcast.